0: Will you be okay here? If you hang with me in mine, you'll be accepted in no time. Of course, we do have to test your coolness factor. Willow, nice dress. Oh, uh, well, well, my mom picked it out. No wonder you're such a guy magnet. If you want to fit in here, the first rule is know your losers. Once you can identify them all by sight, they're a lot easier to avoid. Okay, and that's from Buffy. And did you ever go through that when you grew up, the peer pressure? Some boss, some bossy person, the leader, the charismatic person in the group, telling you what you should think, who you should associate with, who are the cool people and who are not the cool people, and how to maintain your status, what you should wear as a cool person. Notice what's happening there. In all of those cases, your choice-making does not reside within you. It resides, your standards reside within somebody else's mind. They choose for you. They tell you what you can wear, what you can't wear, who you can talk to, maybe even what grades you should or shouldn't get And in order to be cool, in order to get their good housekeeping stamp of approval. And you never want to let that happen. You've given up the prime essence of yourself your in independent judgment and many women in relationships do this they just give up their own minds especially in the 1950s or 1960s the housewives would give up their minds and just follow in the husband's footsteps and now I'm seeing some men who in, in therapy who let their wives be the matriarch and of course they've always been the, the tough women uh, figures throughout history so whether it's in school with peer pressure or whether it's dealing in your relationship or even if you have a parent who's very controlling, you want to always maintain your independent judgment. And yes, it will take courage, especially the first times you challenge their authority and you say, No, I really want to play with Suzanne. Yeah, she's a nice kid. I know she's not in your cool group, but you know the heck with your cool group. I think she's nice and I'm going to play with her. And, you know what, I'm going to wear these clothes. I know they're not cool according to your standards, but I really like them. Now you don't want to make the opposite mistake of rebelling and wearing something just to uh, show that that you don't need the cool standards. You just want to be your own person and decide independently. And that's psychological independence. It is phenomenal. You absolutely want to give that to yourself. And if you need some help with that, if you're struggling with it, I highly, highly recommend the book The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand, which is on my website drkenner.com Dr. D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com And I'm a clinical psychologist and you can pick up the phone right now and give me a call with any concern that you're having. And right now we are going to turn to in the after hours line and this is a call about someone who a guy who's worried about why his girlfriend doesn't return his calls. I've been seeing a girl for over a month now. Uh, we talk every day over the phone, and we go out every so often, and uh, we just speak every day. But um, for the past couple of days, I haven't heard from her. Uh, she has a child, and I connect with the child very well. So I was just wondering how come I'm not hearing from her, or is it just um, something as simple as she lost her cell phone or something like that? Okay, if she lost her cell phone, she could borrow someone else 's She could go to a pay phone. There are many ways she could get in touch with you. So what happens when you start dating someone, especially someone who 's got in quotes baggage they 've been married before or they 've had they 've had a relationship before they have a child from that relationship. You, you are constantly judging the character of that person from the moment you meet them. This doesn't mean that you're judgmental, that you sit there and you grill them like uh, 20 quest- with 20 questions. It means that you are summing them up. You have a standard of what you want as a romantic partner, a lifetime partner, hopefully, and you're saying, does this per- per- person meet my criteria? And of course, they're doing the same with you. So, And this is totally legitimate. So if you're saying we connected for one full month, then you do have some very good data. You can talk with her freely, assuming that that your conversations were significant. They weren't just about the weather or trivial issues, the Red Sox or something. But, you know, something significant, meaty, you're learning about what type of a person she is. When I say significant, I mean main character traits, honesty, integrity? Is she productive or does she want just a a husband or a partner to leech off of and to take care of her kids? Does she want you only to be a father for her child or does she admire you as an individual and that's the fundamental? She just loves you? Okay, what do you do when she doesn't? Those are some fundamental characters. What do you do when she hasn't called? Well you want to pick up the phone and call her. What's preventing you from just bringing her up, especially if you get along with her child. You want to ask yourself that question because she's judging you. Why wouldn't he call me? Maybe she feels it's always been one way. Maybe there's a circumstance that I don't know about as to why it can only be one way. Maybe she lives with her parents or something. But it's perfectly legitimate for you to have the concerns that you're having right now. You know, it does sound significant if she did call every day when a pattern like that is broken. You always have the huge why question looming in front of you. And you want to do the research. You want to take action right away rather than um, just sitting back, which you're not, you're calling me. Uh, but. I may not be your best action. The best action would be to call her and get the data, get the raw data, try to figure out what's going on, or go over and visit her if she's nearby and that's that's possible to do, and clear the air. And just let her know that that it's important to you to keep that contact. Maybe she felt too smothered too. That could be another issue because when any two people get together, it takes time to learn what what each other's uh, together time is... is, um, is the ideal like my husband and I love being with one another and that works with other couples they like more time alone to be with buddies or friends and then they connect with each other and that's the way they want to run their relationship Other people like their privacy more they like to just have some downtime at the end of the day And you want to try to find a rhythm that works for both of you if this is a viable relationship. So I hope that helps you. And I'm going to now, um, I've got an email, and I'll be able to read the email. Mm, gosh, this is a little tough here. Uh, this is an. E- I'll read the email and see what I can do within the next few minutes, and then we'll have an interview with Dr. Judy Beck coming up. Dear Dr. Kenner, my son Joey is claiming that he is afraid of me. When I ask him why. He becomes silent. His mother, Maggie, my ex-girlfriend, coaches what he must say on the phone. I have never hit him. My older son brought charges against me for abuse and my lawyer said that I should have no contact with him until I was shown to be not guilty. That took six months. Now I'll just shorten the email. The mother is very erratic, she dates many different boyfriends, and so this uh, particular guy, Hank, was taking care of the kids, and for some reason the mother has turned. He he had custody for a while, but then he was generous enough to give custody back to his ex-girlfriend, not his wife, but his ex-girlfriend Maggie. And Maggie just didn't, Maggie just seemed to turn his kids against him. And his son has a broken arm, and he said it's a secret. He can't tell how he got the broken arm. So, one of the things you want to do immediately, Hank, is get therapy for yourself and for your child, Joey, and even for your older child, because the broken arm could be a sign of physical abuse from her or from one of her boyfriends so some signs of physical abuse any burns cuts or bruises or welts any fear of adults is a sign of potential physical abuse problems in school antisocial behavior bite marks Uh, Any self-destructive behavior, obviously it sounds like your son's too young for the suicidal behavior, but depression or a very poor self-image, those are signs that you want to address immediately. So I would also get a book for him, Some Secrets Are For Sharing, and that helps kids differentiate when they should speak up and when they shouldn't. It's a cute, it's not a cute story, but it's a kid's story about a boy who was afraid to speak up against his mother and then got the courage to do so and things turned out well. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. Toll free 1 877 DRKENNER. If you're seeing things running through your head, who can you call? Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. How do you make yourself worthy? Genuine self-esteem comes from relying on your power to think. This means, for example, Taking facts seriously even when you don't like them. Can you really afford that new car? Exerting mental effort to gain knowledge rather than drifting through life in a daze. Do you try to improve your job skills, your knowledge of the world? Thinking independently rather than blindly following others out of passivity or fear of disapproval. Do you ever pretend to agree with things that friends say even though you strongly disagree with them?